0: Josh, you must venture through the On Twos podcast. But worry not, you will have two guide. You will know them by their inane insight into esoteric garbage. Now go! Adventure awaits
1: Dude, I like it.
0: Yeah.
2: Dude, <laughs> I, do I do I get a class name or Ooh. I mean, they don't, they don't really have character names here, which I suppose would have been confusing for a children's cartoon.
0: But they do have character names. Yeah. Some of them. Some yeah, of them. I mean, like Presto. They do.
2: Well, no, Presto's his real name.
1: That's a... Oh, what?
2: Yeah, 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 it's It's a... Presto, Eric, Sheila, Bobby.
1: Yeah. All the
0: other ones have, like, normal fucking names, oh and God. this kid's parents decided to name him Presto. <laughs> his parents in the normal ass world his 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 character
2: name is mage
1: doomed him yeah wow and his character name is mage which is also not i can't believe that right
2: well no no. the character names are mage ranger thief cavalier acrobat barbarian
1: barbarian
0: anyway uh this is the onto's podcast uh where we talk about cartoons it's true and i'm will
1: i'm adrick I'm Josh, and
0: today, yeah, we have a guest along with us. Oh, Welcome. You to uh, cut
2: my pre-introduction, put it back after yours. Sorry.
0: No, we're leaving it. Absolutely. Leave it all we're in. leaving it all in. Yeah. Sorry. Because today we're talking about the D and D cartoon. Yeah. Had, <laughs> and and any of us Josh, this I've known now? for some amount of time as a long, long time Dungeon Master.
1: A professional. A professional. Yeah. yeah.
0: Professional, yeah.
1: We've called basically. I knew to handle yeah. this one.
0: <laughs> I knew one person who had probably something to plug in re- in relation to Dungeons and Dragons. Yep. So I was like, "Hey, come on and do this dumb fuck cartoon." Yeah. Which uh I- I'm kind of dumping on it. It's not that bad. it was, it was
2: pretty, pretty good. It really isn't. I was uh I was, I was quite surprised. It's been on my to watch list for a while.
1: Um, it was coherent. And- it had a plot. It didn't take ten years to start and like oh right, kick off the enjoyment of the show. I mean, it had
0: a one minute long intro every <laughs> episode. Yeah, that's true. But that's all you need to just be like, hey, there's these people. They uh, they fucking got on a on a carnival ride and it took them to hell. Uh, <laughs> so now you're just gonna deal with that.
1: I mean. A lesser show would have shown the one minute long intro and then done a fade slow into then doing exactly the same thing, same scene for the first episode and like rehashing the entire, um, like how they got to the Dungeons and Dragons world. Whereas this is just like, yeah, you watch the intro. We're here now. We're in this. Yeah, we're um, we're
0: doing the thing.
2: Hey, can we, can we like, talk about that? Uh that intro with the Dungeons & Dragons ride a bit?
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
2: Like, the first thing that stood out to me is when they go riding in on uh, the Dungeons & Dragons ride is the logo is emblazoned over... Uh, here, I grabbed a, grab a shot. Um, is emblazoned over the ride, and it doesn't look like there's a sign there. It just looks like the letters have been... <laughs> Pasted on yeah. top, including the registered trademark,
0: the TM. Well, you see that. that well, yeah. This without is that, is then... clearly
1: constructed by actual wizards um, of of the coast in order to um, uh, transport children into this this hell realm. And the first tip off should have been that the letters were floating, <laughs> right? <laughs> Whoever painted the backgrounds for all of these things and for the, the Dungeons and Dragons world just like i feel like had a, a herculean task ahead of them there's just so the, many like painterly there's so much animation backgrounds yeah. there's so
0: much animation
1: this... uh
0: well it was toei oh. toei did all of it oh, wow. which so this is one of there are a lot of these shows that uh marvel did uh and they had toei do the animation for them And honestly, I think that that's part of why it wound up being so succinct with the intro. Yeah. Was like, yeah, we aren't going to fucking tell you, like, I don't know, Iron Man's entire backstory at the beginning of every comic. We just have that one little intro page. We're like, yeah, you know what's going on. You got the deal. Now he's going to go fight the Mandarin. Whatever.
1: (laughs) Um, And the animation ends up looking pretty good for this thing. Like... It's not amazing, but it's way better than what I would come to expect from like a, a Saturday morning cartoon style. Dillito. Oh, yeah. Like,
2: oh, for sure. The, the movie of the monsters was pretty fluid. Uh-huh. Uh, there is only a few times where I was kind of pulled out by the animation, like when they're getting grappled by the beholder and oh, they yeah. are wiggling back and forth in place with all the convincingness of an amateur stage production.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's also a few shots where they do the um, the like complete frontal shot oh, I... on some of the characters. Yeah, and yeah, those, I, those just always look bad in animation, and it looks especially weird when it's like, oh, here's a dragon. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: there, there was one that I noticed of the the thief girl Sheila, mm-hmm. uh, where it was just like you could see straight up her nose. <laughs>
1: you can do that with the villain in it and it like makes them look ghastly but then you're right they would do it like with like every other character (laughs) it would try to be like a hero shot and it would be the most grotesque that they look uh my (laughs) least favorite one was uni because like they just like close up in on her face and it's like morphing and shifting around as she's like crying about something it's it's haunting yeah
2: there's a couple with eric as well just taking up most of the screen just (gasps) (laughs) <laughs> not eric hank, uh, sorry hank
0: oh yeah yeah hank is the ranger, uh, right? uni I, hank is hank is your ranger bow, bowman yeah yep ranger i looked <laughs>
2: up uh presto and according to the series bible his real name is albert um what but in the comic forgotten realms the grand tour he is called preston although it's not specified whether it's his first or last name according to Wikipedia. Uh, so, which would suggest uh, that his name is Albert Preston, and he has the nickname Presto, that's which makes sense. kind
1: of great, actually.
0: Yeah, that tracks.
1: I feel like the writers of this liked Presto, Albert Preston, more than any any of the other characters by, like, a mile.
2: I don't know. I, I think that they really like Hank. He's He's consistently the most competent, I guess closely followed by Diana,
1: true Uh,
0: yes yes but he doesn't get any play like presto it's just like every single time they're like oh man this hat this hat is the most fun thing that we have ever thought of (laughs) have him pull more dumb shit out of the hat
1: do it like they do some cool stuff with hank's bow but it's like it's like one and done yeah he like just shoots the thing and it's over like he shoots the cool flare thing and he um oh i thought i thought he was gonna do some like swap arrow um deal when um uh what's the what's the kid's name the barbarian kid bobby bobby billy wow that's great (laughs) perfect answers to a lot of you Um, everyone
0: knows yeah uh
1: to like get him away from tiamat um uh, and then he just like shoots the club just shoots a a normal arrow into the club hard enough to (laughs) knock him away
2: (laughs) i mean it's important that he doesn't have normal arrows because he's the only kid who ever actually directly attacks monsters uh everyone else just sort of dances around them or hits things nearby to cause stuff to collapse onto them but that's he shoots true. laser arrows so that's okay for children to see hitting things yeah
0: <laughs>
1: uh, with the, the light bow or whatever
0: so did we want to get into like i don't know at least recapping this first episode kind of yeah one of my favorite things is that they have written down like at at the beginning who wrote the episode and it's typically names that i recognize from comics oh that's kind of (laughs) cool like like i think episode three was paul dini who
1: did that um or what did he do is the right way to ask that question
0: god i do not i do (laughs) not remember what comics he did precisely but
1: just the fact that you recognize it is cool
0: yeah it's like i definitely recognize this name uh was it Deening or Deeni? Deeni, D-I-N-I. Huh. Huh. By the looks of it, he actually did a lot more television before he did comics. Yeah.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah, uh, he did a bunch of oh, yeah, had Oh,
0: yeah. He had a very long Batman run.
1: Including writing for Birds of Prey, like, and then going all the way back to 97 stuff, 93 stuff, Batman Mask of the Phantasm.
0: Oh, wow.
1: That's impressive. That's a long run. Yeah. Oh, he worked on so, uh, Clerks the Animated Series from 2000 to 2002. Oh, God. That appears to we get have where to he do got that one at
0: some point. It's, like, genuinely good.
1: Yeah. Oh, no, he worked on Ewoks! Oh, Holy fuck. shit.
0: Androids.
1: Oh, my God. Man got his start <laughs> on Ewoks. <laughs> uh, That's awesome.
0: All right. Well, at the very least, it seems like he improved by now
1: i mean yeah he's worked on Although a lot of dro- yeah
0: droids was good
1: droids is fun yeah. <laughs> i mean he worked on batman beyond just like one of my favorite batman renditions out of all of them oh he worked on freakazoid i remember watching that
0: oh yeah yeah one of the like lesser known steven spielberg shows yeah. from that era you
1: should probably do that one at some point too
0: yeah probably
1: sorry we're making terrible so anyway, use of you as a guest josh yeah <laughs> you just sort of do this sometimes
0: <laughs> no that's that's fair
2: it's it's prompted me to think about who some of the uh the the actors and writers were and looking that i didn't even recognize uh Wenger as peter cullen
1: uh, oh oh voice yeah of
2: optimus prime and yeah eeyore and uh mm-hmm. and of
0: course frank welker yeah. <laughs> like of course he shows up here Wait, who was who was Tiamat? Frank Welker was was Tiamat. All right, yeah, I sh- I should have known it was a quasi animal voice, and they already had Frank Welker doing something on the show.
1: I thought Tiamat was voiced by a dying tractor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the- Yuni, who is also voiced by Frank Welker. <laughs> yeah, the animal shrieking sounds in this—they they went really hard with them. Yeah.
2: It really bothered me in the fourth and and later episodes when I realized that uh, the U D S shrieking sounds were actually uh, were like completely incoherent but actually words.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. I almost feel she like they talking. changed it at some point because the first couple I were not recognizable as saying things, but as it got later in the in the episode, it was like very clearly responses that you could make out.
0: Yeah, it it typically seems like they just went, all right, Frank, just repeat whatever the last word someone said is.
2: There's definitely some changes in Foley, because I also noticed uh, a difference between Tiamat's breath weapon sound effect in episode one versus episode three, because episode one has this very distinctive Tesla coil, as they're layering on the five different sounds. Um, And in episode three, it was a... Uh, I guess much smoother, uh, staticky sound that that blended with the other noises a bit better.
1: Ha, ha, ha. Oh, nice. Yeah, I like the recognition I, my, that it's five different sounds layered on top of each other. I didn't think about that. I don't
2: know if it's necessarily fun, yeah. but I was able to pick out I think at least three of sort of the the splurting acid and the the fire and the lightning. Yeah, I'm not sure what if there was also a sound for the cold and poison, but there might have been.
0: Yeah, I don't know i i definitely liked how venture all of his magic is just like this bonk noise <laughs> bonk. <laughs> just every fucking time and he he comes in there he he'll come in so hot just being like now you will meet your doom and that bonk bonk. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I mean, any of his really big fight scenes where he mercs a bunch of ghosts or whatever is off screen so that they don't have to animate it or show us the violence.
0: Right. And
2: it's just, oh no, well, at least he's probably dead. Giant Avenger (laughs) Avenger illusion shows up. Guess not.
0: Oh, wait. No, he isn't. (laughs) Doesn't he get, like, collapsed into two buildings in the first three episodes? (laughs) At least. I don't know. I watched, like, eight episodes and he very frequently just gets, like... Buildings collapsed around him, and his fucking ghost <laughs> just flies up into the heavens. And you're like, "Oh well, I guess he'll be back." Team
2: Rocket's blasting off again,
1: right? It's a perfect villain. <laughs> he he does seem to be like a a non uh, like baby's first Strahd, uh usage where he's just like showing up out of nowhere. He's like, ah, "I've been here the whole time, ready to fight you." I
2: mean, he's a ma- like they call him as the the master of many faces or the master of elu- or or whatnot
0: yeah uh, i i assume this is like in actual dnd lore
2: i don't know if vengar is in D lore i know obvi- like really? other ones like uh let's see tiamat and loth who is used as a throwaway villain
0: <laughs> yeah yeah loth just who's basically a god in the D and D setting right she just gets tossed down a fucking hole she, within a minute for her
1: appearing she just wants to uh eat some people and then is thwarted and tossed down a hole
0: yeah
2: <laughs> but I did appreciate the uh, the cameos by the various characters from the 1980s toy line, uh, oh. such as Kellogg and uh, Warduke. Although it seems, uh, it's curious to me uh, why they changed up Warduke's portrayal for, for the cartoon. Because every other incarnation of Warduke, including the toy line and his eventual appearance in first or second edition books and and later have him as left-handed wielding a flaming sword Uh, but in the cartoon he is right-handed and wields an ice sword
1: ha that's kind of funny (laughs) why why the switch up
0: maybe they just had too much fire stuff already going on in the show they're just like you know what someone someone needs ice powers come on Somebody
1: needs ice powers.
2: Uh, I I was looking up the the Vengar thing, and it looks like there is a CR-18 stat block for him.
1: No way. uh, Hey, all right. There we go.
2: Fourth edition. He's got
1: two AC and four HP, but he uh, revives every 48 hours.
2: (laughs) Though it, it seems to be a reference to the cartoon, rather than the cartoon being a reference to somebody else. Got it. Um, though he's been really i mean if it, o- if it
0: only came about in the 2000s then yeah i mean yeah
2: <laughs>
0: it's kind of surprising to me though that they didn't actually have like a big bad already that they were willing to to toss under the bus repeatedly in this show yeah i mean we get
2: tiamat T- tiamat who- shows up and bobby's just like I'm going to go smack her. Don't, uh, <laughs> yeah. Bobby, don't. She's indestructible. I found that very relatable as a, as a GM. Uh, yeah, where that was great. This, like, you put know, this incredibly powerful enemy, and your players are just going to call your bluff. like,
0: uh, I'm going to go whap it in the nose with a rolled-up newspaper. <laughs> like Yeah, of course. Yeah, you know, every sweet. other
2: time, they're constantly running away from monsters in this show, uh, <laughs> whether it's the, the monkey bats... Or the giant scorpion, uh, or or what have you. They're running away from it, but oh, Tiamat shows up. Let's bonk it within the nose. Yeah.
1: Huh? <laughs> At least it, I do feel like it maintains in character because Bobby wants to do that to everybody, regardless of who it is. Um, and it's yeah. everybody else who's uh, a afraid of everybody consistently
0: but he doesn't bonk or bonk tiamat in the nose and his sister goes and stands in front of a cave and tricks tiamat into getting into it Tricks Tiamat, and then the they put a rock in front ageless, of it
1: ageless endless mother of all dragons um does a, a little uh bull uh matador <laughs> <laughs> seed to get yeah. her inside of a <laughs> awesome <laughs> i'm glad i'm glad that we've um Ugh. made a, a mockery of one of the most important villains of this show in uh
0: i mean tiamat just gets clowned on in this show repeatedly
1: constantly locked in a dungeon like i think it's yeah. kind of great you, like the falling I,
2: carpet the, yeah the uh-huh. carpet over the hole
1: it's so good you would
0: god at some point you would think tiamat would learn like maybe i just should breath weapon from a ways away and stop just dashing into these kids so, so i like we've been,
2: we've been talking about this for a bit but should we should we actually uh recap the episode
1: ah uh, fine josh
0: oh yeah i mean well we got we got through uh two minutes we of did get it.
2: through two minutes through <laughs> the the opening sequence where they get yeah. the powers and then uh when bobby tries to bonk it with a newspaper but yeah,
1: yeah. yep we were so recapping was... it josh come on
2: <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna ask i mean i feel like we're recapping it at a slower pace than the than the show actually took i was gonna oh, ask oh Will, do you think you could recap the first episode uh in the form of a last session recap for a Ooh,
1: for oh a sure DB game fine like, what happened uh, last
2: week
0: Well, all right. Last week, uh, the DM told the DM appeared in human form in front of us, which honestly was kind of a hack move and uh, just told us where we were going, uh, said that we were going to Merlin's tower. So uh, we went to Merlin's tower and uh, Merlin was like, oh, I'm, I'm holding all these dragons back. And, uh, we all were just the dumbest shits ever and didn't recognize when he said white hair, which was something that the DM told us earlier. Uh, one of us stuck back, made a, made a big potion and released all the dragons. And then, uh, we all ran back and stopped the dragons. And, uh, now, now what, what do we do now?
1: Wow. That was captured (laughs) perfectly by a, a player who is half paying attention. During the last <laughs> session. <laughs> Amazing.
2: I was I was less offended by the fact that none of you guys caught on to his white hair, even though he straight up corrected <laughs> you that it so wasn't a white rabbit. It was a white hair. But also that the dungeon master has white hair. And so it's basically, you know, this guy showing up with, with a paper bag over his head saying, Beware the man with the paper bag on his head. <laughs>
1: yeah the um the the gm here is the true villain i think the gm being venger is like absolutely true there's zero percent chance that venger isn't just the gm who is a bored god who is just like uh harassing these kids and, yeah who's uh,
0: just like all right let me get some kids from a fucking carnival ride and we'll just get them all in here yeah I keep saying Carnival Ride because I can't remember the name of an uh, amusement park. <laughs> but uh, according to the IMDB thing, there's a like, fan-made episode from 2020 what the where fuck? they kind of like wrap everything up. Yeah, uh, the, the recap is, Meeting in an isolated place, Venger and Dungeon Master make a dangerous deal venger will command hank diana who's the name of the acrobat they didn't say her name at any point in the first three episodes uh sheila bobby presto and eric travel at the edge of the realm to find the and destroy a very special key without blah 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 blah, blah. that i'm not reading this whole fucking thing (laughs) but suffice it to say that there is a fan-made episode from 2020 wow where where it sounds like they tried to you know cut off all the uh all the loose threads.
2: I mean, I would I would argue that uh there is a there's a very real interpretation here of the dungeon master as the villain. Um but that gets into spoilers for I think late in season 2 and 3. Oh, we don't give a shit. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, spoiler spoiler warning has been declared. So uh, dungeon master is Avengers' dad what and, oh yeah what and yeah Yup. Yup. he's venger's dad is his mom
0: a giant why is he so much taller than <laughs> dungeon master
2: uh, i mean he's he's a shapeshifter you know
0: oh yeah all right
2: um but also he has uh <laughs> another kid uh named karina who shows up later who is also evil um and Uh, A big thing later on in the show, as I understand it, is that he is trying to redeem his children so that they're not evil anymore. Um, And so he has the power to put the kids back whenever he wants, but he's keeping them around here uh, in order to fix his kids, Um, which I don't know, I haven't seen all the episodes. I don't know why his kids are evil. Maybe it was terrible parenting. Honestly, with how we've seen him handling these kids, it doesn't super shock me that his kids. Yeah. He would just
0: like every few days show up and be like, Oh, you need to, you need to go, uh, learn how to use the bathroom. Bye. (laughs) Ah, please. Your next quest. <laughs> Your next
2: quest is to weed the lawn, but beware <laughs> the flower that is 3 quarters turn away from the semicircle.
1: Yeah, this guy sounds like the worst fucking dad. Also, in
0: in other uh fairly recent media regarding this, uh check out this car commercial. Oh god. So I there's knew this
1: was coming, a, but I wasn't ready yeah, for
0: it. Oh, you knew that. Yeah, you knew the car commercial was coming. Yeah. <laughs> so in uh, this video was posted in 2019, but there's this like Portuguese ad. What? Uh, I guess this is English VO. The original ad is in Portuguese, but there's just an ad with all of these characters for a uh, a Renault like SUV.
1: What the fuck?
0: That's
1: this is so produced.
0: It's so produced. It looks so good. It
2: really does.
1: And they kept <laughs> the same voiceover, right? Like this is some well, of the oh, original VI. Oh no,
0: oh, I think
2: showed this up. is the CGI of oh, the Dungeon
1: Master. No, Dungeon Master bad oh, to yeah, look at. Yeah,
0: Dungeon Master is a nightmare. <laughs> oh.
2: Also the way they fit four of them in the back seat. By having Sheila turn invisible, so that they only need to draw three of them in the backseat, genius.
0: Or draw.
1: Right? Oh, I did love the dungeon master gets out of the car, and then the car sort of wipes him away.
0: <laughs> yeah, they they do that in the show.
1: Yeah, no, that's what I, where I he like. Just, it like
0: kind of disappears.
1: Yeah, it was a it was a good yeah. callback.
0: I, I don't get why they felt the need to CG dungeon master in this when Wallace Shawn is still alive. <laughs> <laughs> You could just
1: get get him. Oh, wow, that was pretty good, right? That was <laughs> yeah. That was really good quality. I'm just I'm just like shocked that that's like one of the best Tiamat has ever looked in a an animated anything. I
2: mean, that's one of the best Dungeons and Dragons has looked in a live action anything.
1: True.
0: Oh yeah. Like uh, well, there was a 2000 movie. Yep, I think. I've seen it. Yeah, I didn't watch that. Uh, there was also that like. Uh, the very early, uh, Tom Hanks one where it it was like a satanic panic thing.
1: Mm. Oh, where it was like Uh, specifically referencing. uh, Yeah, it was specifically
0: referencing like, oh, well, Tom Tom Hanks is running off into the woods and, uh, he's a fucking lunatic because he played too much D&D and he's gonna die.
1: If Tom Hanks runs out into the woods, you let him. That's the one thing I learned in my Years on this earth.
0: What it, oh, it's called Mazes and Monsters.
2: Heard of it, haven't watched it yet. Yeah,
1: I mean
0: it ain't good.
2: Watching the, <laughs> It
0: ain't it ain't good on a lot of levels.
2: <laughs> Wha- watching the the first few lines of the of the TV show, I just think about the Dungeons and Dragons movie. Just imagine, hey look, a Dungeons and Dragons a movie. And one <laughs> kid's like, wow, and then give me a break. And then they I get don't like sucked this.
0: into the screen. Yeah.
2: <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> It tracks. So, Uh,
1: so the recap that Will did back there a while ago um, was bad and um, did not cover most of the plot points. Uh, You completely left out the very important town of Helix and
0: yeah, and the fortune teller. The
1: whole reason. Oh yeah, whose
0: voice is fucking (laughs) hilarious? That
1: was rough. Um, I did appreciate that uh, she was not. uh like portrayed as as villainous in any way and did just provide an accurate fortune um but other than that
0: she also wasn't wasn't like i i guess she wasn't like a racist stereotype just because the voice was so far off of (laughs) any any way that a human has spoken ever
1: um yeah there was there was there was some strangeness i think is a a way to put it (laughs)
2: Can we also acknowledge how actually really good Venger's plan plan was from a uh, a D&D villain perspective?
1: Oh, totally. The the
2: psychological pass, like Trick, as as the dungeon master, you know, running the game of uh, putting the player characters in a position to save Venger as Merlin from Tiamat um, to kind of build rapport by kind of taking advantage of the heroic agency to be like, Oh, look, you've saved this person. And then they start kind of thinking more positively of them. And then,
0: and at the same time, tricking them into tossing her into,
2: which is tossing
0: her behind a wooden door, the one thing she can never (laughs) defeat.
2: Yep. Um, which also sets up really great later to, to solve the problem. Uh, you know my favorite my favorite mantra in in D anD D and and other role playing games is one person trying to kill you is a problem, but two people trying to kill you is an opportunity.
1: Um, uh-huh. and
2: they hmm. really take good advantage of that in in this episode, and it does my heart proud.
1: I was going to but, ask what you thought about it as a as oh, a sure. game of D anD D, uh, and I like this answer. I think it it like what. I agree. Yeah. This is this is decent D and D. It's not perfect because it's right. It's not actual D and D. It's a it's a show. But I thought it was pretty good.
0: Yeah, yeah. I do like the version of this uh, adventure where six minutes in the acrobat tries to jump over a giant chasm and just rolls a one and dies.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> ah, you see. Wh- well, they weren't actually rolling for that. They just had the class feature that gave them the increased oh, jump yeah, distance. Yeah. So it was well within theirs. Um, what the Cavalier, That's how the item works. What Eric wouldn't admit to is as a strength-based character, he also had the possibility of making that check as an athletics check. Uh, but Eric is a coward because he's written that way. Uh, and also mm-hmm. because of uh, you know parental moral oversight of cartoons and the complainer must always be wrong, so they gaslight him every time he's right. Uh, well,
0: Eric is, yeah, he, he's written as, like, a rich piss boy, and it, there's a I lot of situations where he seems right very reasonable. Yeah, yeah, all, all this stuff about, like, oh, well, I have all the money in the world back in normal world, but then, like, there are a lot of situations where it's, like, Nah, he's pretty reasonable to complain about this. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> I mean, they but, are in but hell. They, they do the yeah. The rest of the cast constantly gaslights Eric uh, about that stuff.
0: Well, unlike him complaining about uh, Dungeon Master being so cryptic, it's like yeah, he is he's
1: being a little shit. And it for does sure. suck. Mm-hmm. Um, but but what what I oh, but what I, I like yeah. about the characterization of of him being just a, a, a whiny little shitter. And punishing him for it Is that if you're playing a game of D&D with your friends And you complain That the dungeon master has given you puzzles to solve I'm gonna kick your ass <laughs> 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 Like, sorry Eric, we're here for a good time I want to have Tiamat chase me into uh, A fake Merlin's castle That is my whole jam
2: Oh, yeah. for sure, but like The, uh, who is this?
1: Sheila, uh, Mark, Diana Mar-
2: No, Mark of Vanier the uh oh yeah the writers he wanted to cut eric Mark. from the uh the tv show
0: um huh. he didn't like I him
2: because have... he was constantly you know complaining and stuff uh but there's
0: i mean i think you just want him there as a uh comedic relief
1: i would have been okay with a cut on eric i don't i don't like listening to him particularly
0: no. Right, but the. I, I, the well, politi- I mean, I don't like listening to uni either, but. Yeah, you know, I thought that he had some, had
2: some great lines, but no, actually, the, the reason that he stuck around was the, the politics around it of uh, parental groups and the moral code. The group is always right, the complainer is always wrong.
1: Sure. Mm.
2: and kind of to be more morally enriching for kids to to show that, that this is the guy, if, if you have the person at the D&D table who's constantly complaining about stuff, uh, nobody appreciates that, and it's really annoying.
1: Everybody hates that guy. Yeah. <laughs> All
0: right. So, yeah, I guess that brings us into the second episode where they're just like, I don't know, hanging out and he's complaining and then a scorpion chases them and they meet a knight. <laughs> Who winds up being like at that like archetype of you know some bumbling coward who's just somehow works their way through everything?
1: Yeah, I didn't hate this character, but it, it grew a little bit tired on me, and I just hated seeing the way that his kid was animated. Was
0: yeah? Um, oh yeah, little... his kid looks real awful.
1: Yeah, I wish they would have just made his kid an an actual goblin, like. <laughs> um <laughs> like there's just this night and for some unforeseen reason he's he's yeah. adopted a kobold or a goblin or something i thought that would, and and just like truly genuinely cares about this kid more than anything in the world <laughs> and like replace nothing else with it i think that'd be fucking awesome
0: yeah because like as it stands i'm i very much find this mayor relatable <laughs> Where he's just like, you don't fucking do anything. Just go. Like we could just do this to cops. <laughs> It'd be pretty Hell awesome. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah no, the, the mayor is right. Get Absolutely everyone. 1, yeah, 1, get everyone right.
0: in the town square
1: <laughs> to just all be right.
0: like, no, we all hate you.
1: So here's the deal. You fucking suck. We don't want you in our town anymore. <laughs> We're gonna find a guy who's better at your job. Unless you can do
0: like one brave thing today.
1: Damn. Not exactly even a heroic
2: like thing or you <laughs> know, a useful thing to protect somebody. You gotta do a brave yeah. thing.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go risk your life once.
2: <laughs> I do appreciate uh this episode. It's got some of my favorite uh dialogue from 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 the show that I've seen. Uh I like when when this, the scorpion shows up and uh, someone says that's the biggest bug I've ever seen. <laughs> Another kid says, "You can say that again." There's no time. Run. <laughs> I'm like, I feel like that could have been an airplane.
0: Yeah, or, I mean that could something. Yeah, that's just yeah, like that plays. Yeah, you can put that almost anywhere. I personally really liked these snail monsters. Oh, yeah. I don't know if they're real in D D at all,
1: but. I like them. They were great. They shoot
0: vines out of their eyeballs and toss kids in bags.
1: They were. They reminded me so much of like a bloodborne villain or like a, a bloodborne enemy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like yeah. they, um, what is it? The the like uh, people snatchers that take people to uh, the hidden city Yazar Ghul. Like a hundred percent. These fucking guys.
0: It's also very funny how like. <laughs> because they gave them arms then they kind of animated them looking like a person who's trying to walk around with a bag over their legs
1: (laughs) as opposed to (laughs) like just kind
0: of scooting around like a snail would yeah uh so anyway those things are uh are messing with our our gang here and throw them all into bags and then sir john just fumbles his way into them and is like Oh no! I, I've got a torch, uh, woo. and then all of the snails run away because oh, like, they don't like, like light. I
1: hate torches. Yeah. God. Oh, right. Because I thought that was a, a decent setup and payoff, though. Right? Because they previously had light, and then <laughs> the kid blew out the birthday cake. Yeah. <laughs> the candles on the birthday cake, which is a little bit, a little bit silly, but I can, I can respect silly.
0: Yeah. This seems like the type of thing that I would do as a player character.
1: Oh, one... I've watched you do it, you little shit.
0: Yeah, no, <laughs> I just play the dumbest fucking characters
1: always. Yeah, the so. dumbest character that just like, makes the plot go along. Yeah. God's <laughs> so true So anyway, hero. they
0: give Sir John a fucking trash can lid and go see, go off to see the, the Beholder.
1: Oh, I thought that was so funny because... Uh, I, completely by happenstance in my last session for another game that i'm running i did give my players a uh, magical trash can lid as a extremely good shield <laughs> that literally just happened nice
0: <laughs> oh that's awesome uh and then sir john gets tricked or not tricked but i don't know you tricked you dangus uh 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 yeah, um, roped in by venture
1: to do. Yeah, there's a, a blackmail. Oh,
2: attempt. oh, by venture. Yeah, that's just straight up blackmail.
0: Yeah, yeah, that is blackmail. There's a word
1: Coerced for that. even. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he's like, I've got, I've got your little goblin kid <laughs> over here. There's a bunch of hyenas around him.
2: Who we still haven't learned his name yet until he eventually says Timothy in a. I
1: think the next. Oh scene. yeah. I can't <laughs> believe his name is fucking Timothy. I mean.
0: They do give a lot of these characters just normal-ass names. Like, y- you know, you have Venture and you have uh, your CalEx and all that. And then you just have John and Timothy.
1: I mean, it is 100% like the DM did not plan on naming these guys. And uh, get to the point where one of the players is like, Yo, yeah, what's the knight's name? Uh,
0: pf- uh, uh, John. John. Yeah. <laughs> you would be surprised. Like... I don't know if I've ever told you guys about the uh, the annoying thing to me in improv with J names. If you ask someone to just come up with a name off the top of their head, like, half the time they come up with a name that starts with J. Huh. It's the weirdest thing, because it's so frequent,
1: too. It sounds like those people need to DM a little bit more. I usually default to Steve.
0: <laughs> ah, I actually, um, when I did DM, which I don't do anymore because I I hate it. It makes me nor- more nervous than anything ever. Not since the incident. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I I took a die out of a Scrabble game and just used that, like just roll that oh, and be so like, uh, came up with T. I don't know his names. Oh shit! Uh, this one's just Timothy oh shit Dang. it's timothy
1: again <laughs>
2: <laughs> no i'm gonna i'm gonna be real sometimes just coming out with names off the off the cuff can be uh quite daunting one like if i'm doing session prep i will i will usually do that i ran D games at a convention one year on negative 30 minutes notice i.e 30 minutes after the convention started i was informed oh that they needed me to <laughs> To GM that they had more players than than we're expecting, um, and so I I sat down and uh, my initial prep work was I spent five minutes writing down forty eight names, uh, and uh, that got me through eighteen hours of, of
1: GMing. Eighteen hours? Yeah. Well, there you go. Negative yeah, thirty minutes could... notice for eighteen hours of GMing. Holy fuck!
2: Yeah the the rest of it I was able to to write pretty much off the cuff in between sessions and things, but I needed to make sure that I had a, had a bunch of names down so that I could get those out smoothly.
0: That's still amazing. You know, you can, you can save time by going to your local Goodwill and buying a Scrabble game, taking the die out of it and throwing out the rest because it's not that good of a game.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I figured you could just like reach into the bag and pull out a couple tiles. And those are the first two letters of your name.
0: Or oh wait. No, not Scrabble. What's Boggle? the one with Boggle? the die?
1: Yeah. Scategories.
0: Yeah, Scategories. That's the one.
1: Um Scategories
0: yeah, yeah. has a letter die? Yeah, it has a D twenty with mm-hmm. uh with letters on it.
1: Oh nice. That explains why in all of uh, your games there's no characters with the that whose names start with the letter Q, you monster.
0: <laughs> right. Or Z.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um I I think that well, online name generators don't do an amazing job because they they kind of give you a little bit they they put a little bit too much spice on every name if you use it for everything. Um yeah. there's there's a lot to be said for just like um generating a a giant list of names and I've got just like a note um in my notes app that's full of names. Um the only problem with that is that I find myself forgetting to mark when I've used one or mm-hmm. mark what I've like uh, even w- even for like if I've introduced a character in last session, um, it I'll just be like fuck. Which where was I on the name sheet? Oh no! Um, <laughs> I think it was. And every time that that happens, it's a, it's a little bit too. Uh, I feel like I've I've revealed my secrets.
2: A, f- a friend of mine is is a big fan of what he calls the IMDb method.
1: Ooh. wherein
2: you find a movie that is roughly the genre yep. and feel of this. And then you scroll down through the, the cast and crew into like the first grip and the animators and, and yeah, happened,
0: you got to find like the best boy
2: and then just <laughs> grab a first name and a last name and mash them together.
0: Mm-hmm. It's especially good with foreign movies.
1: That's kind of genius. Um,
0: what, one of the ones that I would also do a lot when I actually like, prepped stuff out and would uh, like write out a list of names is the Akira Toriyama method where you just figure out a theme where you're just like, all right, uh, I don't know, all these guys are going to be fruits. So this guy's <laughs> name's a pool and then uh, his buddy grape uh, and uh, fucking mango shows up like <laughs> just doing that type of thing. <laughs>
1: Or lastly, I want, I mean, I love that. I want everybody to consider the, um, uh, what would it be method? The, um, uh, wow, why am I, why am I blanking on the creator of Metal Gear Solid's name?
0: Oh, Kojima.
1: Yes. For some reason, uh, like when I thought of the name Kojima, I was like, no, that's the name of the video game company that we all hate now. Um <laughs> Co-pro? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, the Kojima method of just portmanteauing two uh english words together that perfectly characterize everything Yeah, just that this giving guy them the,
0: the most obvious name ever.
2: <laughs> then there's uh, race, Although oh, go go ahead. Ahead.
0: Yeah, we have strongheart the paladin in this. So
1: we have I don't think fist, he shows up until like boy. episode 7. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I was going to say there's the, the uh the classic Star Wars name where you take the first three letters of your first name and the first two letters of your last name and then you take the first two letters from your mother's maiden name and the first three of the city you were born in uh but then like you could just do that to other people to find yeah i feel as as though
0: you could do that yeah you could find like 500 like just go on facebook and keep going down until you've found like 16 of those methods yeah like, what's your Twilight name generator?
2: <laughs> what is your Twilight name generator?
0: Yeah, what's your what's your name in Twilight name generator?
1: <laughs> this is word salad, and I love it.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, go ahead and so look anyway, at the Twilight yeah. Name
1: generator, real quick though, in the background.
0: Well, they beat the beholder. We're still doing a recap. That's true. Uh, they beat the beholder, and I.
1: I'm sorry, I think you
2: said the know. most important part of this is that they beat the beholder how? Uh
0: I yeah, beauty. I do not remember but how they beat beauty. Be- they oh, stuck yeah.
2: beauty in the eye of the beholder. And it goes. They showed uh, the flower in there, and then it just started <laughs> melting.
0: Oh yeah, that was also very funny to me, and like very much a player character thing earlier, when a uh, fucking Diana goes up to him and is like thanks for saving us i got you uh this flower
2: (laughs) pulled (laughs) off the ground
0: that i just
2: pulled from
0: right here in front of you
2: that happens to completely match your shirt and so when you're holding it directly just fades it yeah it's almost invisible
0: it's it's almost like we just didn't want to have to animate extra stuff on you
2: the uh the only other kind of error i wouldn't say the flower is necessarily an error but it seems no it's just really funny uh the only real error i actually noticed was in that episode when he's brushing himself off and they stop coloring his gauntlets gauntlet colored like for a few frames
0: oh yeah where he's just human (laughs) hands yeah i yeah I, i don't really note those like yeah, I don't note those so much, but those happen a lot in these 80s cartoons where it's just like, well, someone just didn't give a shit about the colorist. Like, the colorist just didn't realize that this is uh, not supposed to be arms for a few frames.
1: Yeah, I will never hold that that against them. I liked John, Sir John's design generally, though. I thought he was fun.
0: Yeah, he's got, like, the big plume on the top and all that kind of oh, stuff. I
1: specifically like the purple center armor, the the cape, and then the little, like, half skirt thing um, to cover up the fact that uh, armor looks extremely indecent.
0: Yeah, yeah, they can't show that can't in show a children's <laughs> cartoon. Yeah.
1: Ugh. Yuck.
0: Can't show that in a children's cartoon. Can have uh, one of the characters running around in a fur bikini the whole time.
1: Yes oh shit well, and also um, diane that's yes the fur bikini I was, right? free,
2: I was making the joke that bobby is running around in a fur bikini too. <laughs> yes
1: <laughs> i'm just bob oh bobby's in a good full snm
0: gear <laughs> <laughs> although bobby's like fairly covered up just because these belts are so thick by comparison with his body it's true
1: <laughs> yeah i thought that the character designs are like mid um not great not terrible for the the characters. Um, they they did
0: yeah they were just generic
1: yeah they did occasionally do uh Diana disservice with like how they handled lighting on her um but mm-hmm. other than that um like yeah I feel like everybody a- I did think okay. o-
0: overall yeah overall it looked pretty good and over like like you were saying the backgrounds good God
1: yeah the backgrounds are like,
0: great we didn't. We didn't get, we didn't get to the fourth episode, but there's the fourth episode specifically, uh, there's this guy, Kalek, and he has this, uh, like, big, uh, monster altar, and it's just like, that thing rules.
1: Oh yeah, I'm skipping to it right now. Yeah, this, this is awesome. No, and Calic's design yeah. is sweet, and like, the, the, like, big glowy light spell thing that he's holding is awesome. Um, all the towns are really good. It's just, it's just like there's, there's something here. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Like it's fairly, it's a good series. It ran for like two seasons. Three
2: seasons, I
0: believe. Three seasons. A check. That's surprise. Yeah, it's twenty-seven episodes.
1: Oh, it's not bad,
0: right? But I, I kind of wonder, like. Do either of you remember around when the whole Satanic Panic thing started happening?
1: It was the 80s, right? I wasn't alive. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, but like... Alright, I- I'm gonna I'm it at is, least uh, look it up somewhat.
1: Seasons. I played D&D for the first time when I was, I think, six or seven with some friends of mine. Um, and by that point, it was totally normal.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, the satanic panic thing didn't last all that long yeah. because it was really really stupid.
1: <laughs> Deeply dumb. Yeah, Riles um, has done although... a good amount of like uh reading about and um engaging with that as a subject, but um
0: uh although uh, looking at the Wikipedia article on it, it does have a section on QAnon, uh-huh. which I'm like, ah, oh, <laughs> damn it,
1: with this. <laughs> I forgot it's still happening. Yeah, it's true. It is still. I mean, I think that is the crux of it's it. It's right? just
0: that those people are dorks too, yeah. so they're they're fine with us playing D D now.
1: Yeah, is that like this? This like strong aversion or like strong, um, like casting of a group as another as an other will like simply yeah. keep happening um and it's not like to me and I, I don't actually find it that interesting because it's just like it is another version of gay panic of like oh that gay panic means a specific other thing um like yeah it's just it's just not that interesting it's just people being shitty and stupid uh, about a thing that they don't understand for reason I was just that...
0: curious if that's why they stopped making this cartoon.
1: Oh no! Like, I don't think that so. a,
0: It seems like it's doing fine.
1: Yeah, it does. It does. Maybe seem they
0: just ran out of plots.
1: A little <laughs> bit like they um, um, were doing this to sort of solidify the the perception of D and D because like there's that focus on in the first episode, good magic um versus evil magic and and casting the kids as forces of good. Like I do feel like there's mm-hmm. a little bit of a fossilization there.
0: Yeah, I mean that works out
1: in a good way. Like it's it also makes sense.
0: Yeah, I. It is weird though that it is in isekai in this way because that's like exactly the type of thing that parents were afraid about in the Satanic Panic. I mean, sure, there's a they're whole just lot like, of well,
2: controversy around this TV show. Like, is there? I mean, because there's a whole lot of controversy around Dungeons and Dragons, and also apparently even as much as we've been talking about how non-violent a lot of it is, it was still considered uh, a high level of violence for children's television at the time.
1: That's nuts. That is nuts Yeah, I
0: guess that makes sense.
1: When was this made? Late 80s. 80s? Late 80s? Yeah. I guess, Uh, yeah.
0: Oh, wait, not late 80s. 83 to 85. Oh,
1: that's quite early, actually.
0: And well, and I guess putting that into context, then that would be uh, the whole uh, Michelle Remembers thing was in like 1980 and 1984 was when uh, we we had like a, a lot of the Satanic Panic stuff started, you know, started gaining steam and we had like, you know, a really, a bunch of really dumb stuff happen at congress
1: yeah yeah I'm dumb stuff in congress them. no <laughs> Say it ain't so.
2: the national coalition on television violence made a demand that the ftc run a warning during each broadcast of the cartoon that said dungeons and dragons has been linked to real life violent deaths in oh 1985
1: that's absolutely no
0: oh. yeah sure it has <laughs> yeah i guess that's as good a reason as any to stop making this show Especially when you're, you know, Marvel in the mid-80s and you've got 15 other shows going at the same
1: time. Sure. This is executive produced by Gary Gygax.
0: Oh, wow. We
2: didn't make it to the episode where Venture tries to uh, give modern uh, fighter jets to the Nazis to help them win World War II. (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah, that happens in season three.
0: I thought you were telling
2: a
1: joke. There's no fucking way. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god!
2: Yeah, he uh, he, he okay. steals fighter jets from modern day, and then gets a uh, a German soldier and tries to send them back with him, uh, so that Hitler can win World War II. And uh, the soldier, after meeting the like, meets the kids and realizes he doesn't want to do this and throws away a swastika. Wow!
1: Yeah, so this whole thing is just well, like attempting to image like improve the image of of D&D.
0: Yeah, maybe it's maybe it's good that they stopped.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I, it probably Cause... like uh like maybe this is what the uh the the parents who are sort of like on the fence about this needed. Cuz it it clearly worked, you know. Like uh we ended up in a in a decent place. Um like
0: as far as as far as what's concerned
1: yeah as far as like um people enjoying dnd and D being a like cultural mainstay like this work. oh yeah sure whether it was this I in mean, particular I, right
0: yeah i i think it just kind of like at, at this point it's fairly normal to play D, and it feels like we got that like around the same time that we got the whole like oh it, it's just normal to play video games true and all that josh is just finding synopses I, I, I now. Love, I love these
2: synopses <laughs> bobby's birthday is ruined when sheila and the others are captured and thrown into avengers prison of agony
0: uh <laughs> yeah, i don't mess up your birthday yeah oh yeah that I, I gotta, I, that, that was within this, the eight episodes that i watched <laughs> oh yeah. yeah
2: that's episode eight
0: that i would have to number them out here i think that's the servant of evil yeah.
2: one that's servant yeah. of evil
0: it's up to bobby to save them uh yeah dungeon master even gives bobby a birthday present and then later he gives it away to some big uh giant who's trying to keep venger from destroying his town Vendor blackmails a lot of people, which I feel as though we don't get that often enough in our like D&D villains. Like you're big bad just every week going and like, hey, I, I kidnapped your entire village. I'm going to light it on fire if you don't, <laughs> I don't know, throw this gnome into a volcano. It's
2: a lot of work. Just a lot meaning, of work. People like that. Although you know, it does get you those situations where you have sympathetic villains because you have some yeah. people, even bigger, badder villain above them, and you're like, okay, this person is just trying to protect their family. I don't really want to murk them.
1: Yeah, I feel like that's one of my favorite D and D isms um, is to to like allow a villain to sort of be in the limelight for a while and then fall back into not being a villain for a bit when it's not relevant for them. Like, uh, I think it's neat. Well, just
0: having them having them send out, you know, their mid-bosses or whatever. Yeah. That type of thing.
1: All right. I, I think that's what I,
0: yeah, like about Venture in this series.
1: Um, before, like, as, as we're getting a little bit later in the episode, um, Josh, you are DMing for this party. Um, the Uh, awful nasty little goblin villain dungeon master disappears and you are now in charge of uh, writing this campaign after episode three where do you take them next
2: oh damn so the problem with the notes up till now is there's absolutely no continuity it's uh it's an an episodic kids tv show so Mm -hmm. it isn't so much a uh a campaign as as it is a group of one shots that you'd expect somebody it's, to run. It's basic, when, yeah. you know, We don't know I, who's going to show up this week, so I'm just just going to run things with like no no assumptions.
0: Um, you, you just got to open like open up the uh, the monster manual to a random page, just have fever pick dreams. a monster, yeah. yeah.
2: Just take those those, those wild ideas. Uh, you know, I was just going to open Wikipedia to. A random page and, and see what i can, yeah. I can draw off of that
1: no i like oh, yeah, i like this go. answer of just like commit to it like this is clearly the kind of game that's working for these kids they they don't want a heavy storyline they want a consistent villain who shows up and does some whack shit and then disappears again
2: yeah so in episode four uh they're gonna come across the the village of Landmare and uh encounter james morrison harris the, the representative who is going to you know, send them off on a quest uh, to face the highest court in the land, which is a, uh, a basketball court,
1: obviously, <laughs> on the top of the mountain,
2: where the god harpies uh, you know, figure <laughs> out who can, can live and who can die. Uh, I guess this is a children's cartoon, so I guess it's not really who can live and who can die, but maybe who can live and uh, who shadow has to get realm. dragged off by S- a giant send them moth, to, the to the Shadow Realm. realm. Yep. Yeah. Um, and so they need to prepare to, to go up and fight there, and this is all clearly a analogy for how kids in middle school feel about gym class, um, as yep. the giant moth harpy gods pick some of the kids to be on the team and others don't get picked and very intentionally pick the people who actually want to participate to not play and vice versa to put both groups outside their comfort zone. And so now all the people who'd rather sit out a gym class um, need to figure out how to win at this sports ball thing of which we've thrown mechanics to at the last minute. And the people who actually wanted to are sitting out on the sidelines and have to do the stealth portion. As they go in and steal the magic crystal that'll break the high court and all that. You know. By putting all of their eggs in one basket. Literally harpy eggs in a basket. Ball uh-huh.
0: Hoop. Beautiful. That's what I got. That Yeah, that's a solid episode. That's fucking perfect. Uh, there was one thing that I made an, a note of in this last episode. When uh, Venture gets all their stuff and goes and... Is like I finally I achieved exactly what I wanted to. I'm gonna go fight Tiamat. Oh, that was great. It <laughs> looks well. It looks like he's just holding well, up a pile, pile of dirty laundry. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, like, it's just a pile of stuff. <laughs> it's he's trash. like ah, this will kill the dragon. Well, I I thought that was actually a,
1: a really great like um uh the player characters know something the villain doesn't moment. Where oh yeah, um, they are aware of the fact that all of their items have lost their power um, and are, are weaker than normal, and are like in on a joke that the, that they get to watch the villain sort of play out and and screw up. I thought that was, that was genius. Like that's a great, um, yeah, handling. Of it does that.
2: only last till the end of the scene when the shadow demon sees them and uh, passes it on to Avenger. Who... Yeah. Then, rather than going and stealing them while they're weak, is like, all right, I will just help them go there to power these things up, so that I can steal it afterwards. Well,
1: yeah, my understanding, sort of like the good yeah. magic thing, is that he he can't be the one to power them up. Like, um, the the original owners uh, yeah. of it are the folks who have to um, to go through this process.
0: I guess that would track.
2: I was mostly just. This was my not my favorite episode uh oh yeah agree. and besides the the throwaway wall and uh not being confused <laughs> as to where they got a bag of bottle caps when bottles had not been shown
0: <laughs> yeah in well all right I, I was thinking that at first but then i'm like all right they're at a bar they can just like kind of rummage through a trash can
1: i wish it, I it was like silverware
0: sh-
2: shown bottle caps or yeah like it's a bag of silverware um yeah something uh, really anything but the the whole point of that episode was oh their things have lost their magic power but the kids kind of just get dragged around and then <laughs> <laughs> i guess all the payoff is for the everybody quick hide in the giant glowing skull <laughs>
0: <laughs> right,
2: which was a great payoff there. But then the ghosts show up and they're like, "Kids, leave. We will do this." And then they don't. Yeah. By which I mean, the kids do leave, but then the ghosts don't defeat Venger. And so, right. <laughs> unlike you know, in in all of these episodes, the kids kind of get pulled around, but they use agency to solve their problems and often to cause their problems. But in this <laughs> one, it just felt like there wasn't really a payoff in terms of the, the kids having agency and making decisions. And since it was a episodic show and it's not really relevant again, that they've been depowered. Yeah. It just just kind of comes
0: off odd. Yeah. But then like the next episode's way better.
2: Oh yeah. The next episode is great and has two of my favorite things uh, just as a TV show because there's unicorns and the unicorns are fighting wolves and neither of them look like humans so they're just kicking the snot out of each other whereas (laughs) for for three (laughs) episodes nobody's been actually allowed to fight each other with anything other than laser beams and tentacles and now we've just got a unicorn and wolves just trashing each other going at each other (laughs) we had
0: that we had that scorpion fighting the dinosaur no, or whatever they, the heck they kind it of was walked
2: in a circle around sir john oh yeah and just and then like got, shot
0: blasts at one another and then
2: And chased each other off yeah uh just menacingly
0: but also like god i just wanted to mention episode four calic has this like whole big castle and it's all so hr giger looking 100%. it's awesome Like he has this, what like twenty armed statue that he's trying to throw all the unicorn horns into (laughs) all of its hands so that he can, I don't know, somehow become more strong than Venture.
2: Oh, for sure. Uh,
0: Like, that rules. That
2: rules. And then it being plot relevant that unicorn teleport is a once per day ability.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. That was also really funny. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's just like, well, you can't teleport. And even if you could, it would only be once a day. Also, he had a very good villain voice.
1: Kallax? Yes. Yeah.
0: It, it's just him being that, you know, that that nasally wiener guy who's, <laughs> I'm going to trick them.
1: I'm going to be a little shit about everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All in uh, all, this is a good show.
0: Yeah. It did uh, a lot of things right. Yeah. Fairly good. I mean, I think that that's kind of just the fact that it was a Marvel show.
1: Yeah. Went a long way towards being good.
0: Yeah, Marvel did this. Marvel did, like, a whole bunch of TV shows back in the day where they would just license it out. Uh, God, I think they did some G.I. Joe and... uh, Huh. But, like, this era, you'll find a lot of Marvel shows that are animated by Toei. Wow.
2: Neat day I learned.
0: Yeah. Anyway, do we have a uh, a numerical review for it? Ooh.
2: I'd give it a solid D twelve.
0: Uh two D eight. Alright. Uh I I would give it uh I don't know, four four snails out of five.
1: Um, time to roll my review. A ten? Yep. Wow Oh, alright. Solid roll. I
2: got, oh I got a one.
1: Oh, oh shit fuck josh you hates got, this now yeah Ugh.
0: you got episode <laughs> three
1: <laughs> bummer well josh thanks so much for joining us thank you so um, much. yeah anything I mean...
0: thanks for showing up you got uh plugs yeah plug, plug we probably should have done plugs at the beginning because people only listen to 17 seconds of every episode it's true
2: <laughs> no uh yeah i'm a professional game master I run Dungeons & Dragons through the website startplaying.games. Uh, there's a lot of great professional game masters you can find who run D&D and all sorts of other uh, awesome role-playing don't, games through that site. Don't
0: don't plug their shit. This is you. You're the one who had to tolerate us for an hour. Oh, please, Get Will. I've had to
2: tolerate you for far more than an hour. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Get them. <laughs> uh, well, thanks everyone.
0: Yeah, we'll uh, we'll link off to your uh, your profile on there in the show notes.
1: hire Josh. Take it
0: Yeah, thanks for coming on, and we'll see everyone next week. Goodbye.
1: Bye. Thanks so much for listening, y'all. A big thanks to the composer of our theme, Miles Mercury, and to Bernadette Meeker, the artist for our thumbnail.
0: We're OntoosPod on Twitter.com. Our website is Ontoos.club. You're the best. Good night. Good night.